0: Hi, this is Michelle with The Fringe Following. Today is November 23rd, 2020, and Trump is still our president, at least for today. I haven't recorded a podcast in about a week, and currently I'm recording my podcast in my car, so the sound quality might not be as good, but the places where I used to record are now requiring me to wear a mask while I record, which isn't going to do great things for my sound quality. So I, I do record at home sometimes, but that's not always feasible. So I'm hoping that you can hear me and that I can do my editing magic after I'm done so that um, this isn't a total disaster of a recording. Um, I usually have a mic that I can attach to my phone But I am going out of town this week for the holiday, so I actually sent that mic to myself so that I can use it while I'm out um, traveling for the holiday. And it's been really difficult to want to come up with any sort of podcast right now. There's just news that's rapidly changing and the Trump presidency is very much still 100% up in the air and every day it's something new today or actually yesterday it was announced that Sydney Powell is no longer or is not a part of the Trump team Trump legal team and she is pursuing her own avenues and Lawsuits. In reading up on it today, Rudy Giuliani said that it was because they were, they had two different strategies. That Sidney Powell, I guess, was attacking more Dominion, where is the Trump team felt it best to focus in on election representatives in the state being biased and not giving Trump his true constitutional rights. As a presidential candidate as in they were fixing the election so that was hard to hear that she was no longer a part of that because she had been so vocal and even stood up last week with Rudy Giuliani and another part of the Trump legal team so we had all assumed that she was part of it but they have kind of diverted and it leaves us wondering, well, now what the fuck? <laughs> you know, Sydney Powell was pretty vocal and she seemed to have, you know, her release the crack in. And she says she's still going to pursue those avenues. But I guess the Trump team thought it was a better strategy to diverge from her. And we just have to trust that. It's really difficult, really difficult. When I think about the election, first of all, I just, I don't see how there is no possible way from all the support and all I saw leading up to it and all those people that were so pro-Trump and how many people showed up for Biden. I mean, I know there are a lot of liberals and lefties out there that supported Biden despite everything, including the Hunter Biden scandal and what was shown that Biden did his backdoor dealings with the Chinese, all of that. But people still, you know, because of their hate for Trump, people I know, people I love still voted for Biden because they hate Trump that much. And we all know that. But with that said, even though I personally know people that voted for Biden, despite everything. And of course, mainstream media played a huge role of suppressing all of that and downplaying it and not making it a big deal. There was that also. And those that drink the Kool-Aid continue to drink the Kool-Aid. And that's a hard bitter pill for me to swallow, knowing that people I know and love continue to drink Kool-Aid of fake news, fake press course they call our news fake news fake press they've coined that term to turn it back on on the right but just after I've woken up and and seen just how ridiculous the press is and why I felt led to throw all my eggs into the um, mainstream media anti-podcast yeah it was hard and to circle all back to that I truly believe that despite those people I do know that did vote for Biden, I do believe with all my heart that Trump did get the majority of the votes. He did win these states. I do believe that. He won Florida. Not a problem. Not an issue. And many stats say that if you've won Florida for I don't know how many past years, I don't have the stat in front of me, but you're going to win. You're going to take the presidency. And he did win Florida. And I do believe in these other states there was impropriety of a large scale. And it's been interesting to see the peripheral news sources that I follow, Epic Times and Daily Wire. I go to them because I do believe that Fox is severely compromised. Um, Many people are angry, even angry at Tucker Carlson. We went up against Sidney Powell and totally, you know, assassinated her character, basically saying that she didn't have proof, didn't show proof. And I I can see that. But in another way, I felt like he was echoing some of the frustration we as Trump followers feel. I'm not saying Tucker Carlson was right in his criticism of Sidney Powell openly and publicly. However, I know what he was doing. I feel that he was kind of parroting what some of us feel. Um, We haven't seen the proof. And, you know, many from the other side say that it's all smoke and mirrors. And we don't know. I know that I know that Trump won the majority of the votes by a landslide. And he did take all those electoral votes. So what worries me and bothers me and what's hard for me to speak out against is what does that mean now? If he doesn't win his appeals, if all those votes are certified, and the electors decide to bring in Biden, they can make a choice to actually bring in Trump. Even if Biden won the state, the electors can. They do have the right. And they do have the privilege to vote in whoever the heck they want. But the way things are going, I, I think we just lost another case in Michigan. And that's that's tough. I think that just happened today. So I don't think there's much left. I think he can't appeal. On the bright side, there was a Supreme Court redistribution and Republican or rather they're not partisan conservative leaning judges do have an assignment for emergency appeals over these particular states which is very interesting. That happened just a few days ago and I will post that article on our Facebook page along with the link to this podcast. So it hasn't all Shaken loose yet, but for me, I can't help but wonder what if it doesn't shake loose. And I don't like bringing in negativity, and I don't like, you know, I believe out of you know what we say can often manifest, and I don't like to give a lot of space and attention to my fears. But I can't help but wonder if. He, if Trump, if brash Trump, who has unlimited resources, or at least enough resources to pay the money he needs to pay to appeal these states and their electoral votes, and he has the boldness of someone that I, I haven't seen ever, in my many decades on earth and seeing many presidents, if he's not able to overturn it now, when will we be able to drain the swamp and get this cheating out of our system? Because if the Democrats or whoever might not be all Democrats, but, you know, we talk about deep state, people pulling strings. We don't even know who they are. Some say George Soros. But there's definitely a concerted effort. You have to see it. You have to see it in the press and even Fox. People now realize that Fox isn't such a good guy. And, yeah, I've known that, and I've known that for a very long time. And the reason why is because they are all owned by the same people. And Fox is allowed to go a little bit outside and stretch and support the right side so they get their ratings and the right people, the right-winged people watching them and because they're not going to watch the left-wing so they get to pick up all of that ad revenue and everything that that brings. However, they are still part of the bigger machine of mainstream media and that's why I gravitate towards the daily wire and epic times and some of those gateway pundit and Breitbart some of those have a you know New York Post even it's really glad to see when they broke the Hunter Biden story that was huge and when I go to them, you know, it's really great. I bring up epic Times and um, they show that um, Trump is ahead in the electoral votes and they won't give those other states to Trump, even though everyone else has um, of mainstream media. So I, it's always fun to bring them up on my app and say, oh, yeah, hey, <laughs> someone believes like I do that the election has been fixed and that these improprieties do need to get worked out. But circling back to why it's been so hard to do a podcast is, you know, first of all, it's changing every single day. I mean, I could have done a huge podcast on Saturday about Sydney Powell just to find out Sunday that she was no longer part of the Trump team or I could go down avenues of, yeah, hey, it looks like we're doing well in Michigan. And then, boom, you know, finding out that, no, I guess we're not doing so well in Michigan. So all of that is really hard to report on, really hard to comment commentate on, or really hard to make a commentary on when you don't know what's up, down, left, right. And I read a, a good article saying that, You know, just like they did with COVID, it would be interesting if Trump had an election update team having a press conference every day. Now MSM wouldn't cover it, but maybe you know Newsmax would cover it. Some other people would cover it, and it would be good for him to have like a they called it a czar, but someone that's in charge of this is where we're at. These are the legal steps we're taking in this state. In this state, here's where we're at. You know, do a PowerPoint on it, graphs, grids, whatever, showing us day by day, you know, the progress there. Instead, they've gone dark. They've gone silent. Um, I did read today that Trump is allowing some transition because I guess some people that are in charge of the transition are getting death threats and blowbacks for not moving forward. But he said that he is going to continue to move forward. And I, I know and I see, and even on some of my favorite news sources like Epic Times and the Daily Wire, some people have given up and said, Well, let's look look to the future. But to me, I have to be honest, I don't see a future. If the Democrats are allowed to get away with this now, and I truly believe that I believe that I believe that Trump truly won and got the majority of the votes. And there was huge impropriety and votes that why they shut down the Dominion machines in the middle of the night and the trucks with votes that they brought in that just had Biden on it. That matters. And they did it on a large enough scale. Yes, there's always going to be election fraud, but they did it on a large enough scale, especially in these swing States to, make Biden appear to be the winner. I feel that with all my heart. And if they're allowed to get away with it, I don't see much future for our republic. I just don't. And that's scary to me. What does that mean? Where do I go? There is no better country than here. If our elections are fixed, if someone as bad as Biden, probably one of the worst presidential candidates ever I've seen, on my time on earth if he can win and with Kamala Harris oh my they can actually bring it and go into the White House our system is forever fucked because I don't believe they really fairly won I believe they won unfairly there's talk that this has been going on for a very long time with Dominion software and other softwares and backdoor routes and people showing how easy it is to hack it and Sidney Powell making a lot of claims with the numbers and all that. It makes sense. Maybe that's why even Obama won twice in a row. Maybe it's been fixed that far back. We weren't always using software to count votes. But at some point, somebody found a back door and decided to use it to their advantage. And that's very scary. And the Trump thing, that was a huge surprise, a huge shock when he did win... And for whatever reason, he did. I think that there was less of a coordinated effort. They really didn't think he would bring it. So they weren't as hyper-vigilant about fixing that particular election. that snuck up on him, and he took it by everyone's shock and surprise, as everyone was. And I really do believe that's because they weren't threatened by him, and they didn't think maybe they had to work as hard on all of this. They thought, oh, Trump, he won't bring it. This is ridiculous. And he did. And this time around, I watched both elections, 16 and 2020, there seemed to be a concerted effort, even Fox not calling things when they should be calling him, calling him way late, always making Biden look ahead, giving him California before that state even closed voting always making him look ahead building that narrative and it's sick and it's disgusting and it it makes me want to vomit to be honest to see the corruption in its full glory if you want to call it glory is just really hard to accept really hard to accept because then you have to ask yourself how long has this been going on maybe forever, maybe since JFK. Some say that nobody has gone up against a deep state since JFK. If you believe there's a deep state, I'm, you know, I'm beginning to really believe that there is. No, I, I, I know there is. There has to be. There has to be money backing it, backing Antifa, all of that. And these are the conspiracy theories that n- not everyone that follows Trump wants to go down, There is QAnon, yes, and they have a large following and they do dabble in these conspiracy theories. But not everyone that voted for Trump wants to go down these avenues. And I'm actually one of them. However, the more and more and deeper and deeper that I watch all of this, there has to be financial backing of a large scale to pull off this election, the steal. There has to be. And what does that mean for our future, for America's future? And all of this push and progressive slant towards socialism. And just to think, if what Biden did when, and I've said this before, when everyone was watching him as vice president, and he still did so many things that we didn't know about and we know about him now, and we know about him now, and we even elected his ass or falsely elected his ass, what more is he going to do if he actually gets in office with Kamala? And some say, well, he'll somehow disappear and she'll take over. Well, that's even worse, of course. Um, I just can't picture it, stomach it. But it still could happen. And that's the hard part. It's, it's the hard part of keeping the faith in the face of adversity And I am a believer in God, so I have that on my side. And that is very important to me. However, I also have to face a possibility. What happens if he does win? If this is allowed? This is probably the one chance in my lifetime that we'll be able to really fight this because if they're allowed to get away with it now with all this attention and all of Trump's resources and his passion you know maybe he'll run again in 2024 but what's to stop him from doing it again um they got away with it if if they can't do it now after we've been social you know in socialism hell for four years and our economy goes into the crapper um you know, yeah, we'll want Trump back even more, but will it matter if everything's fixed? And if everything's fixed, it, it, I have to start thinking, what's the point of speaking out against it? At some point, then, you're just, you just, you get to this place where, it, you know, doesn't matter if you speak out, because it's not going to change things if these people in the middle of the night are fixing votes and fixing election, we've just become no better than a third world banana republic. And that's very scary to me. I mean, we're still America. We still have people, you know, millionaires, billionaires vested, but they're also vested in us going socialistic and they'll be part of the elite that won't have to worry about those sorts of things, I'm sure. But I don't want to paint a grim picture, which is why I've been so reluctant. I, I think it is very grim, if Trump isn't able to turn it over. With that said, I will maintain hope in our country and maintain hope in the patriots, the many patriots, the millions and millions of patriots that did vote for him and won't settle for socialism. I will continue to speak out against it because we still in this country have freedom of speech and even if our most precious way of using our vote, our voice, our vote is fixed I will continue to speak out against it And that is something I just realized now as I'm doing this podcast, because at some point you start wondering if there's hope, but we are still one nation under God. We still have our declaration of independence. We still have our constitution and our constitutional amendments and our federal laws And we still have freedom of speech. And I will continue to exercise that. And I'll continue to exercise it if they fucking take it away from me. That is my resolve here as I share my thoughts with you. I want to thank you for tuning in. Keep the faith. Keep the hope. I know I'm wavering in this podcast, but this is just me honestly and authentically expressing where I'm at right now this isn't always easy especially to speak out against about it you know it's one thing to process and deal with it personally but when you have a podcast about these things you have to kind of develop an opinion that you can actually articulate and I'm not going to let the bastards win I'm not going to let the bastards win. And don't you either. This is Michelle with The French Following. And we'll catch you on the next news cycle.